We're for sharing innovative treatments and preventing disease before it ever develops. Learn how our team is working to better care for you on this edition of UVA Health System Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Approximately one-third of patients with depression don't respond to standard treatments. When should you consider alternative treatments for depression? My guest today is Dr. David Hamilton. He's a board-certified psychiatrist whose specialties include TMS therapy for depression at UVA Health Systems. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hamilton. So what are the, some of the standard therapies that, that you prescribe for depression that generally the population would hear about? Well, sure. I think the, the mainstay uh, of the treatment of depression is really twofold. It's, it's medications on the one hand, and there are a variety of medication classes uh, that uh, of, of antidepressants uh, and other classes of medications that we use uh, in addition to uh, antidepressant medications that have been shown to augment their response. And then the second thing would be psychotherapy. And uh, the uh, literature has, uh, the science has shown that uh, with regards to medications uh, and psychotherapy, both are, are useful, but really uh, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. They, they tend to work better together. Okay, so when does it come down to trying other treatments? What, how do you know that these standard course of treatments together separately are not working for someone? Well, the Patients that I see in the treatment-resistant mood disorders clinic here at UVA uh, are patients that have tried a variety of treatments, both uh, a number of different medications in different classes, uh, and uh, as well as uh, psychotherapy. And uh, they either are not responding or they're having an incomplete response that is still leaving uh, their lives not functioning in the way that they want to. Okay, so then what? What's the first course that you would look at as complementary medicine? Well, I think the first thing that uh, we, we do is make sure that uh, the person has tried medications that are appropriate to the symptoms that they are experiencing. Uh, not all antidepressants are created equal, and not all depressions are the same. Uh, some patients have depressions where uh, anxiety is a huge component of, of their depression. And other patients uh, have depressions where they just feel like they can't get out of bed uh, and they have a lack of energy. And uh, matching the appropriate antidepressant uh, medication uh, to the symptoms that a person is experiencing uh, is uh, job number one. Now, if that's been done and uh, you know, a patient has still failed to respond to, to a uh, good trial of uh, medications, but then we start to, to look at um, techniques like uh, TMS, uh, which stands for transcranial magnetic stimulation. Tell us what that is. So we are beginning to understand through, primarily through the advances in neuroimaging, the different parts of the brain that are uh, that are in control of our mood, uh, and we know that uh, primarily mood is something that um, exists very deep in the brain, so it's very hard to access. However, uh, there are areas on the outside of the brain that um, uh, the newer parts of the brain, uh, if you will, that 
uh, are control centers uh, for those deeper parts that we can't access. Um, so TMS uh, allows us to target those areas uh, to, to improve their functionality and their ability to control the deeper uh, emotional parts of the brain. That's fascinating. So how often does someone have to have a TMS session? Well, a session, uh, a group of sessions is uh, every day for uh, one session lasts for 37 minutes. Uh, so it's, it's pretty brief, but it is a commitment because it's Monday through Friday uh, for four to six weeks. Um, and then we do uh, a taper uh, for it'll be three sessions a week for a week, then two, then one. Um, so it, it is an investment in, in time. And then does this work in the long term, doctor? Is it something that they have to keep redoing? How does that work? Well, the, the, it, there's been a variety of responses. Uh, we uh, generally people don't need to keep getting uh, sessions. Uh, sometimes if people begin to experience um, the symptoms of depression again, then we'll do an abbreviated course. Uh, we'll do a few sessions to sort of touch them up, and uh, when they begin to respond, then we'll, we'll stop. Um, and very you know, rarely, sometimes people need a complete uh, course again uh, if they're uh, having another full-blown major depressive episode. So how do you work with patients, doctor, about other kinds of remedies for depression, maybe mind-body mm-hmm. therapies, behavioral, cognitive behavioral therapy, exercise? Where do you include all of those? Sure. So when I'm working with a patient, I, I really, in developing a treatment plan, I think of it as, and the metaphor I often use as, is that of a chair having four legs, and each leg is important. Um, first uh, leg is medication. Uh, but that's not the, you know I think very often people want a pill that's going to fix everything, and very rarely is that the case uh, in in the depression. But medications are an important uh, part of treatment. The second uh, leg of the chair, if you will, uh, is psychotherapy, and there, as you mentioned, there are a variety of different kinds of therapy: um, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, psychodynamic. Uh, therapy uh, that's the more sort of classic long-term insight-oriented therapy, uh, short-term uh, therapy that's focused more on developing specific coping skills. The third leg uh, of or pillar of uh, treatment plan uh, is the things that we put into our body. So that includes diet uh, as well as substances, alcohol, uh, drugs, both illicit and, and illicit. Um, in addition to um, things like vitamins and um, nutraceuticals that we know are helpful uh, in, in treating depression. And finally, and uh, certainly uh, um, last but not least, uh, is exercise. Um, exercise uh, is um, as important as any other uh, um, aspect of, of a full treatment plan. Um, of course, when somebody is uh, in the midst of a full-blown depression, it can be cruel to say, well, you know, just start exercising. So very often it's the job of the medications and therapy to get people to the point where they can start having uh, a lifestyle consistent with recovery from depression. 
Such great information. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Hamilton, why should patients choose UVA for their psychiatric care? Well, I think UVA, uh, we have the advantage of being inside of a, a large university system, and we're able to bring all of those resources to, to bear. So rather than being just a TMS clinic, um, we're able to really take a look at patients as individuals and decide what is the appropriate course of treatment for this particular patient. Uh, it may be a TMS uh, or some other kind of uh, treatment modality it is, is appropriate, but we're able to really customize and individualize uh, treatment plans based on the individual needs of a patient. So we're, be- we're more, I think, patient-focused than focused on um, the uh, clinician and what we happen to have to offer since we have so many different modalities to offer. Thank you so much. It's great information. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. And for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.